Oh yeah, this is going to be some fun stuff. Welcome in everybody. It is episode number one. And boy, do we have a dandy today. It is the Believe in Jayhawks podcast show on the Believe Podcast Network, your number one podcast network for professionals. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? Here's what I believe. We had some crazy stuff go down last night at Allen Fieldhouse in beautiful Lawrence, Kansas. Before we get to any of that, I should probably introduce myself, yeah? (laughs) My name is Jonas Nordman, your host of the Believe in Jayhawk show. All year long, we're going to be recapping and previewing what's happening in the world of Jayhawk athletics. And of course, we're really going to get down into the nitty gritty, truly, of Jayhawk basketball. It's sort of what drives the fandom. I think think it's fair to say that. So I really wanted to get in first episode, introduce myself. I graduated from the school. I think that's, we can just say that. So I'm an expert, right? You go to the school, you're an expert. But there's really no time. There's really no time to get into me, which really disappoints me, trust me, because, well, we have to get into what happened last night. So, ho-hum, rivalry game, right? Kansas, Kansas State, a blowout, 81-60. to The offense finally kicked into gear. Christian Brown, yeah, Brown. It's spelled B-R-A-U-N. It's not Braun, it's Brown. Go figure. Great breakout game, 20 points. Psych. Right? <laughs> We have to get into the brawl. It was fight night in the fog. It was a brawl on Naismith Avenue. Whatever your clever name was for the, the nickname for the fight. It was something. Now, I'm going to do some backing up here. We're going to do some, I don't know, some fight in review. What sort of led up to this moment, right? I, I will give my take. And is my take. And if you have opinions, I want you to write into me as well. Right into the podcast or the Believe Podcast Network. You can find it all over the social media platforms. Hopefully, we have some great clips up after this episode because well, I don't know if I'm going to say anything too exclamatory or anything too controversial, but I, I'm pretty fired up about it. Last night, my blood was boiling. I, I fired off a couple of tweets. It's at Nasty 90 I know it's a little ridiculous. My first name is J O N A S T Y and then 90. It's from high school, kind of stuck. I'm a nice guy, I swear, if you get to know me. But send me what you think. I sent off some tweets on how I felt about what happened last night. So we'll we'll do a little bit of a lead-up to what happened last night at Allen Fieldhouse. And then where do we go from here, right? Like, Silvio DeSosa, the news broke earlier this morning. I'm here reading through social media, and the the news came down immediately. Bill Self has suspended Silvio DeSosa indefinitely so no concrete number quite yet i think it was 10 a.m in lawrence 8 a.m pacific you can do the math from there right 11 eastern when he decided to say that he was saying that they're still talking with the big 12 conference uh commissioner bowlesby about how to proceed they're looking at all the angles and what do they want to do suspension wise i haven't heard much from k-state but we'll get into that a little bit later Very silent out of the Little Apple, Manhattan, Kansas. All right. So there was a fight last night. There was punches thrown. Everyone has now seen the image of Silvio DeSosa picking up the stool, but not throwing it. I I think it's very important for those who, in our fast-paced world, 
where they see an image, where they see a couple moments. They probably saw him pick up the stool. A lot of people probably don't realize that. He just realized in the middle of it, as he was holding the stool above his head, ready to fling it into the masses, I probably shouldn't do this. And he just dropped it. He said, no, thank you. This could really be a bad moment. I'm not Miles Garrett of the Cleveland Browns. I'm not going to swing my helmet onto Mason Rudolph's head. I'm going to drop the stool and then get after it with a few more punches here and there. So he's no angel. He's no saint. Don't get me wrong. But, but how do we get to this point? I want to actually rewind it to last season. Oh, yeah. It wasn't all just last night. Go figure, right? Maybe a little pent-up frustration. So what happened last year? We all remember the FBI investigation that is still ongoing in the college basketball world that Kansas Athletics, you know, I'm an open show. I'm an open guy. I can admit when things are happening, it's not all sunshine and rainbows coming out of the behind of the Jayhawk right now. There is the ongoing NCAA pending investigation. And who is at the forefront of that? Who was dead center in the middle of that investigation? Uh, it's unfortunately Silvio DeSosa. So this is a guy who, well, first of all, the university is fighting tooth and nail for. So it's really unfortunate for him to sort of repay the team by getting into this brawl. But he had to sit out all of last year. I'm not going to share what my opinion is on paying players, what was right, what was wrong last year with Silvio De Sosa. But the fact of the matter was, this was a kid who felt he hadn't done really anything wrong, who had to sit out an entire year. That's frustrating. He was still on the bench. He was still with his teammates. He had a very promising freshman year two years ago. Actually, if you remember, flying around, alley-oops, went to the Final Four uh, before Villanova really put it on them. And and so he was really expected to be a, a vital contributor to a team last year that really could have used his physical presence, but he didn't play at all. So he comes back this year. And it's been, quite honestly, a, a season of frustration. The guy is barely playing. When he does play, he's not playing very well, to be quite frank. That's why we're, being, that's why we're here, right? Let's be honest. He's essentially gotten on the court and leads have disappeared. I've mentioned this to my friends time and time again. You know, because I still have my buds back home. We watch the Jayhawk games. It, it seems like whenever he comes in to spell Yudoka Azabuki or he comes in to spell David McCormack as the big man on the court, I don't know exactly what his official plus minus is, but it can't be very good. He's ineffective. He doesn't get rebounds. He doesn't finish his layups. Soft defensively. It's been a bad year. And I think it really manifested itself last year. Or, excuse me, last night. Last year is what it is. Last night, he only played four minutes in a game that ended up being 81-60. to 60 in favor of the Jayhawks. Oh, yeah, they won, by the way. Major blowout. <laughs> so it, it's, it's a blowout game. It's a rivalry game. You could, I, I actually noted to myself throughout the game, Bill Self really seemed to be tinkering with lineups here, resting Devon Dotson when he maybe didn't need to, because this game was over by the time it tipped. They raced out to a big lead. They held on to that big lead. K-State had like one 8-0 run to maybe, to maybe have Bill Self sit there and say, all right, so... Regular starters, get out there. Let's finish this. <laughs> but it was a blowout. And you know how many minutes Silvio DeSosa played in last night's game that really had no consequence, especially by halftime? He played four total minutes. Four minutes. The first part of that was the end of the first half when they took Yudoka Azubuki out of the game. They took David McCormack out of the game, essentially both to rest and to save their potential foul trouble and then he came in at the very end in garbage time 
in a game that ended up being a 21-point victory for Kansas. Those were the minutes that he was getting last night, which said to me, before the brawl happened, I, I was even sitting there thinking, Silvio De Sosa is already starting to get phased out of the rotation. It's pretty obvious for anyone who's been following the team all year long that as much as Bill Self wants to play with two bigs, and he starts every single game with two centers, McCormack and Azubuki, and then we'll bring in DeSosa. Their best lineups are with four guards, Isaiah Moss, Christian Brown, Tristan Anaruna, who's sort of a tweener, and then maybe you play Azubuki by himself or McCormack. That's 10 fouls for two bigs who are likely from here on out going to be split for most of the, most of the games moving forward. That's kind of going to squeeze Silvio de Sosa out. So he's frustrated. This is a guy who has not played well on his revenge tour. And, you know, we saw a lot of that frustration last night. No excuse for punches. That's not what I'm saying, but we'll get there. Lastly, and I think this is important. We've got a lot of young listeners out there. This is a podcast network, the Believe Podcast Network. And this is the Believe in Jayhawks show. Jonas Nordman coming to you for the first time. Thanks for listening. I'm going to take you back to last calendar year. Technically, technically, <laughs> I'm taking you back to last decade. Let's get in the time machine here. November 15th, 2019. George Papas. Who is that? It's a beautiful Greek name, right? George Papas. He plays on Monmouth. Probably most famous Monmouth, or at least their, their basketball team for their, their wacky sideline antics a couple of years ago. <laughs> My favorite one was, uh, the, it's, it's the bench players. So the guys who don't really play, they're, every time their team made a three-pointer or a sick dunk, their, their bench players and their walk-ons would be on the sidelines. My, my favorite is when they lifted up one of their teammates and he held out his hand, pointing at another teammate laying on the ground, and they reenacted the Sistine Chapel. Hilarious. Love that. Good stuff, guys. Is that sort of what Monmouth, Monmouth? The mouth of Mon, that's what they're most known for until November 15th last year. This season, last calendar. Got it? Good. So George Papas with Tristan and Aruna dribbling out the clock in a game that KU won by like 30. Something like that. It was, again, powerhouse, small school, early in the year, working the kinks out. They, they blew him out. Papas had the, had the gall to go up behind Enaruna, poach the ball, and throw it down in his face, and then to walk up to Tristan Anaruna, who tried to block him, because, you know, if you're going to play to the whistle, then play to the whistle, try to block the, block the dunk. He said, well, I don't know what he said to Anaruna. He said something, probably a little dirty, I don't know, bad word here or there. And then you could see him mouthing on TV, I don't give an F. I don't give an F. He didn't say F. Or maybe he did. I don't think he did. And he got teed up. It was a viral moment. You had the outrage police saying, you should leave him alone. Just let him play through the whistle. You had the people say, you got to play hard for the full 40 minutes. It was a whole thing. It was viral. His former teammate from Monmouth was sticking up for him saying, screw you, big high majors. It was, it was a real, I don't know, us versus them moment, if you will. But it blew over, as is anything that's viral. Actually, he did an interview, I think, with Sports Illustrated. No, ESPN.com a couple weeks ago, a couple months ago. He didn't exactly express any remorse. He just kind of wished he had gone different. That was George Papas. That leads us to last night, which, if you're listening to this a little bit later, 
That was Tuesday, January 21st, 2020. Silvio de Sosa again is dribbling out the clock. At this point, it is now 81 to 59, I believe, 81 to 58. Big time blowout, rivalry blowout. This one is over, but K State's still pressing. So if they want to play out the clock, okay, then let's have it. De Sosa is dribbling out the clock. He's not a point guard. He's a 6'9 power forward. And a K-State player sneaks up behind him, steals the ball, and tries, you know, a cute little layup here to get his team, well, not back in it, at least to save some face. And Silvio De Sosa annihilates. <laughs> annihilates his shot. Volleyball spike. You know, I am born and raised in Los Angeles. If I were to go to the beach right now and see some bros playing some sand volleyball, I don't think I would see a spike that hard. I mean, DeSosa sent that straight. I'm surprised that the court isn't cracked from that volleyball spike. And here is where I will admit DeSosa has some fault. He then did step over the, the, Kansas, State, the Kansas State player who tried to lay it up. He stood over him, and he taunted. Okay, 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 okay. He is at fault for that. It is unsportsmanlike. He should not have done that. But you know what? A frustrated player who finally had a glorious moment and had a player try to take his candy, try to embarrass him, you know, he kind of he kind of sent it right back in his face. You're a bigger man than me if you're not going to get maybe t- uh, get in the player's face if you're not going to taunt in that situation. Because I also would have looked down and said, in maybe a Kirk, Kirk Cousins style situation you like that (laughs) i probably wouldn't have said you like that but something along those lines Uh, also maybe some curse words coming out of my mouth in that situation so the taunt was bad he would have got teed up big deal you know bill self probably makes him run some wind sprints today for getting a technical in that situation or you know what he probably doesn't because it's not that big of a deal i'm not the old guy i think everyone who goes back and says you know back in my day in the 90s you know, Kirk Rambis got clotheslined by Kevin McHale, the Boston Celtics. And you know what? Just a common foul. I'm not that guy. You know, we do need to have a little bit of decorum <laughs> in sports. But also, it is competitive athletics. There's going to be some naughty words. And you know what? I, for the technicals, for the stare down, for the step overs, you know, I'm, I'm pretty 50-50. Like, it's not that huge of a deal, but... Again, a little decorum would be nice in these situations. Let's be gentlemen. So he steps over. He would have gotten the technical, and that's it. But you know what? In a game where Kansas State hadn't showed up for 39 minutes and 59 seconds, oh, look, they decided to show some fight with the game over and their player just getting packed like a suitcase. (laughs) So they had players running off the bench. They had players. I think they had one guy who was already on the court. But if you have guys, so DeSosa blocked a shot right in front of K-State's bench, and he taunted him in front of their bench. But Silvio DeSosa is the bad guy in the situation because K-State and the Wildcats bench ran over and shoved him in the back. So this is where things might get a little ridiculous. So here's my, I guess, my... Not insurance statement. Silvio DeSoso has earned his suspension. 
He would have earned the technical for the taunt, and he has thrown punches. That is the suspension. Earned. He will get his suspension, and I can't argue that. But you know, call me out if you want for being a homer, but 95% of the blame is going to Kansas State in the situation. There. I'm putting it out there. If you just let him stand there and taunt, you get the technical, you get your free throws, maybe you say some words to him in the handshake line, big deal. Now we don't have Dickie V and Stephen A. Smith and everyone else on any other network calling for Silvio DeSosa to be kicked out of school because you don't need to run off the bench and push him in the back. You know what ensued from there? Jayhawks see their teammate under attack. They come off their bench. Then I think it was James Love the third, the Kansas State player, not in uniform, in street clothes, in a basketball or sorry, in a golf polo and slacks and stupid hipster glasses. He's like six ten. He's intimidating. He comes off, and then he starts throwing punches. I'm not sure if he threw around David McCormack, but someone K State. I don't know if it was Love or someone in uniform. Then pushes Silvio De Sosa. Watch the video. There's several angles. Trust me, I've watched them all. I was very fired up last night. DeSosa's there trying to fend people off. He's not, he did not throw a punch first. He did not throw a punch. And if I'm wrong, tweet at me. But I'm not. So I don't expect to see any tweets from you in that regard. He gets shoved off to the side of the stanchion, you know, the basket. And then that's when it turns into a full-on brouhaha. <laughs> I love that term, a brouhaha. I don't know where it started, but I have certainly continued its tradition. That's when he starts punching, earns his suspension, and now comes the image that everyone has seen, right? It gets backed up into the handicap section. For those of you who are not familiar with Allen Fieldhouse, the greatest venue in college basketball, if not sports, the handicap sections for wheelchairs and those needing ADA seating are about 5 to 10. No, they're about 10 feet, maybe 20, behind the baseline. They're right behind the baskets. You, know, you don't have to go up any stairs. You just go right up. And it's actually a little step up even. So they have the ramps off to the side. And I think that's why people saw McCormack, David McCormack. They think they were, he was stomping. There was a lot of stuff all strewn across the ground that David McCormack had to step over. And then he had to step up to get into this handicap section where all the action was happening. So that's – if you saw Bill Self's press conference last night, you could see some frustration on his face. And this is a direct quote saying, you know, it happened in the, in the handicap section. And that's not okay. And it's not. It should never have boiled over into the crowd. It never should have boiled over in the first place, except it got escalated. Again, call me a homer. I am a homer. It is what it is. <laughs> but it got escalated by Kansas State. So this is where the image that everyone has now seen comes into play. Sylvia DeSosa. I don't know, what's it, like Atlas holding up the globe. He has the stool over his head, ready to throw it, and then he just dropped it. For which, you know what? I commend him. I commend Silvio DeSosa in that moment. <laughs> in that exact situation, I commend Silvio DeSosa because in the heat of the moment, you know, tell him if you're a bigger man than me, someone that can be in the middle of a fight, and I don't, I don't fight, trust me. I'm a softie. Jonas Nordman, Believe in Jayhawks podcast, hosted by a big softie. <laughs> but if I'm, if I'm in a big fight like that, I'm usually seeing red. I am not really thinking in a critical sense. 
So if I saw, if I was holding a stool, if I had picked up a stool in the first place, I probably would have flung it. Like, let's just be real. I'm not, I'm not too big of a man to admit that something bad probably would have happened in that situation. But Silvio de Sosa had the wherewithal. He picked up the stool. He holds it above his head. He's ready to launch that baby. And he said, I probably shouldn't do this. And he dropped it. So he did not throw the chair, the stool. There was no WWE moment of breaking a stool over somebody's head. So that's, that's where I come out on this. Let's look to the past now to see where we go in the future. So hey, let, let me quickly just, you know, put a bow on this. 95% of the blame goes to K-State. I thought Bruce Weber's comments last night didn't really own up to anything. He was saying he didn't see the fight happening or Bill Self was in the middle of it. So someone saw it. I mean, it was, it was his bench that ran off. It was right in front of his bench. I thought that was a cowardly thing to say, to be honest. And uh, there's no statement released by Kansas State. I honestly would not be surprised if K-State doesn't suspend anybody or nobody gets suspended for more than like a game. But we'll get to that when the time comes. Let's not. I, to assume is to err. I, I've always learned it's never good to assume. So we'll, we'll, we'll just let that be. My, my hot take is that Silvio De Sosa should get a five-game suspension. Again, I mentioned at the beginning of the show, but the news did come down today that he's suspended indefinitely, which I actually think is pretty smart. That's Bill Self saying, we're getting out in front of the media saying, he is suspended, don't get me wrong. We'll determine the exact length after all of you calm down and forget about what happened here. 24-hour news cycle. He didn't, don't, he didn't say that exactly. Don't get me wrong. But that's, I, I feel like that's sort of what's, what's at the heart of this. 24-hour news cycle. All the morning shows had their go at this. Zion Williamson is going to play tonight for the New Orleans Pelicans. Everyone's going to lose their mind over Zion. And they'll forget about college basketball and Kansas and Kansas State. They'll really forget about Kansas State. Hashtag irrelevant. <laughs> I am a homer. I am a homer. What do you want me to do? It's the Believe in Jayhawks podcast. I'm not going to be fair to them. All right. So here's what we're looking at. I did some digging. No, I didn't. Carrington Harrison, Kansas City radio host, now works on CBS Sports Radio. He did some digging. Here's some recent examples that I think we can sort of base what the suspension should be. Marcus Smart, the guy who has turned really a, a pretty good career of being a heel I mean, he's, he's made good money off being just a pest. So God bless him. Out of Oklahoma State. Remember, he went into the stands. He wasn't fighting with four other players. Marcus Smart, I, the, the, I, I think he said right that the fans said a racially charged comment to him, which is not okay. But Marcus Smart did go into the crowd and, and shove a fan at Texas Tech. Three games. That was not him brawling with other players. Wasn't necessarily a punch, but to go into the crowd, put your hands on another fan, and really physically take it to him, and you only get three games for that. I don't know. I don't think Sosa should get anything more for that. De Sosa threw punches. He raised the stool. That's where five games comes in for me. And then a really good job by Carrington to to bring up Xavier and Cincinnati the battle for the Queen City. 
Xavier is, of course, located right there. I think this was 2011. They had a massive brawl. And in this brawl, Xavier, Cincinnati, there was a full-on flush punch to another guy's face. A musketeer came out of it bloody because he took a punch to the face. A guy took the basketball at the end of the game, fired a chest pass right into the scrum, which is pretty dangerous. You know, if you take those guys throw the ball pretty hard. If you took one of if you took some leather to the face, you're probably gonna have spalding branded on your cheek for about a week or so. Largest suspension from that game? Six games. So that's why I believe Silvio de Sosa should be looking at a five game suspension. I think at least three for the punch, a couple more for the chair and the optics. If you want to bump it up to six, so be it. I could live with that. I think 10 is too high. I think the rest of the season is ridiculous. I think to kick him out of school is asinine. Oh, it's criminal. It's, I can't believe he did this. So I, that's maybe what angered me the most last night was the outrage police. We see base brawls, baseball fights all the time. And this is what Jay Williams said. So I'm not going to take it quote for quote. But it was a good point. We see fighting in other sports. And for whatever reason, people just absolutely lost their minds last night. Take that for what it's worth. Five games. My hashtag last night was hashtag no more than five games. I'm afraid, though, that it might be double digits, which is ridiculous. Here's the most unfortunate part. And this is speaking on my behalf. From the team's perspective, Sylvia DeSosa missing a ton of time is not really going to negatively affect the performance of the team. Now, if David McCormack gets more than just one game, one to two, and David McCormack will get a suspension, you could see him off to the side doing something, a punch, maybe a stomp, but something was happening in the scrum right below the student section. And by the way, some beautiful images were taken last night. It was terrifying what was happening in them, but just the artistry of the photography. I just did the chef's kissing motion because I loved it so much. I loved the art of it. Take a look. Look at the reactions in the background of the students. Some are in terror. And, of course, the, the millennials, a lot of them have their phones that go, oh, my God, this is going right on my Insta story. So McCormack getting the one game wouldn't be a huge deal if he gets one game because they play Tennessee on Saturday. Not a Big 12 conference game. More of a pride, Big 12 versus SEC challenge type of thing. You don't want to lose home games regardless of the situation, but it's not going to affect the team and their, and their goals moving forward if you miss Saturday's game. But with Silvio de Sosa, you know, there is a game against Texas Tech coming up. There is a, a tough game going to West Virginia coming up. And you could use some big man depth in those games. And when you have Yudoka Azabuke as your starting center and one of your most integral parts of the team, and he's got kind of glass wrists and hands. I mean, he's missed the last couple of years because he hurt both of his hands and wrists. Like, you want that depth. But assuming everyone stays healthy and effective, you know, foul trouble is a thing, but, you know, it is what it is. Then losing Silvio de Sosa is not the worst thing in the world. We saw it last night. They are phasing him out of the rotation. Four minutes in a blowout. So, 
I feel bad for saying that. He seems like a good kid. Everything I read last night from people who are on the scene and deal with him on a more day-to-day basis say he's a quiet, respectful kid. He got caught up in a bad situation, and like I mentioned earlier, I think he sort of reached the boiling point of a year plus of frustration. I guess you could call it two years of frustration from sitting out the whole year to playing badly to unjustly getting pushed right in the back. If you agree with me, awesome. (laughs) I appreciate it. If you don't, I think that's fine. I I totally understand. And it's a very layered situation. I think part of the problem is that there's no cut and dry way to to go about this whole situation with, with the fight and the brawl between Kansas and Kansas State. This is the Believe and Jayhawk show here on the Believe Podcast Network, your number one podcast network for professionals. So moving forward, they do play Tennessee this Saturday. You know, on the court, the Jayhawks have been playing well. You know, I personally believe that the offense has been a little spotty, but the metrics love them, and the defense has panned out to be elite so far. Uh, call them the best team in the country. I think Baylor's earned the right Gonzaga, although they won't play anyone good the rest of the way. No, they're, they're a good team. They're, there's no way you can't watch Gonzaga and not say that they're a good team. It'll be really interesting to see what happens from this fallout. I will have reaction next week. I guess this is a good opportunity to say, look, this is going to be a weekly show. Would love your feedback. We are currently on iTunes. We are working. The boys in the truck are working on getting this show spread out amongst all the different platforms. Uh, Huge on social media is Believe. And, yeah, we're going to be doing this weekly. I will be reacting to previous games. I'll be previewing what's to come. I'm going to go from there. I'm looking forward to it. Jonas Nordman. Again, I appreciate you tuning in to a really explosive first episode. You know, unfortunate that it happened, but couldn't ask for much more in terms of something to talk about on a number one episode. I hope it's all up from here, but how do you sustain an episode talking about a fight? And, well, I guess we'll have to find out. We'll have to find out together as a community. Appreciate it. I will talk with you soon. Rock Chalk Jayhawk. And enjoy the games coming up. And let me know what you think about what I said. I'm probably right, right? (laughs) Thanks, everybody.